Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's it's like it happened here. Uh, it's the podcast, sometimes hosted by me, Mia Wong. It is. Uh, I guess this is a combination things falling apart, thing putting things back together episode. We're 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 doing some more coverage of the U.S.'s sort of epidemic of mass evictions. But yeah, so with with me to talk about this uh, is Max, who's one of the organizers and co-founders of Santa Barbara Tenants Union, and Sam Sapizi, who's another mem- a tenant and a member of the union. Uh, you two, yeah, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Yeah. So. I guess we should start with talking about the specific mass eviction that is happening, which has been caused by uh, a a terrifying and unfortunate product of my hometown, Chicago, a very large company called Core Spaces, who have incredibly suspicious branding for the fact that they're a giant landlord company. Um, Yeah, I think I guess bought your building and is attempting to evict everyone. Is this? Yeah. Yeah, so Core Spaces um, out of Chicago and I believe Austin, Texas, have purchased our uh, four-building apartment complex, approximately 243 units, I believe, over 1,000 people. Yeah, and they just immediately – yeah, so I I guess this is one of the other things we should should talk about first is this this thing that landlords do where – they either buy a, buy a property or they have a property. And then they're like, oh, hey, we're doing renovations on it. So we're evicting everyone. And then you don't let anyone ever come back because you're, you know, your quote unquote renovations are just a way to do a price hike, which seems to yeah. be what's happening here. Yeah. And renovation, it's a nice, it's a nice term for that, yeah. right? Renovation. It's you're renovating to evict just to, if listeners aren't aware of that term. Yeah. And, and I, I think 
if, if I'm understanding their plan right, they're trying to basically turn this into luxury student housing. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what we presume. That's kind of their business model is to buy up uh, housing in college towns and do some renovations and then hike up the rent drastically. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a thing that happens. There's a lot of colleges in Chicago, which I don't know. I, presumably people know that on a sort of abstract level, but this is the thing that happens basically everywhere there are colleges. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've, we've actually talked to other like grad student organizers about this stuff too, because it winds up sort of affecting everyone at all sides. Yeah, and so I, I guess, okay, so fa- facing, facing this eviction, um, I guess I wanted to talk about how y'all started organizing against it. We got our uh, our original notices on March 16th. Um, we had previously, um, I want to say it was like December or January, we had gotten notice that some people would be coming through our apartments, investors, to look at it. And they like took pictures of my bathroom and my Jeez. kitchen. It was super awkward. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and so we kind of, I think a lot of us knew at that point, like, okay, something's going on right obviously um and then march i want to say it was march 15th or 16th we got a notice that the building was sold from essex to um, core spaces and then it was the day after that we got a notice that said oh hey you're all getting evicted because we got to do renovations i kind of expected it to be honest because i've seen what blackstone has done um yeah and and i i i I had just heard about it from a lot of properties um or or uh also tenants like in la friends that i had other um college students that had had this happen to them um but after that basically i mean i don't want to speak for everyone but my own personal like what i did I just kind of went on Reddit and was like, hey, this really awful thing is happening. You know, I went on the UCSB Reddit page. This really awful thing is happening. There's like a lot of families that live here. There's so many Section 8 disabled people, elderly um, and and students. But our our complex is a little different in that it does have more of the um, marginalized groups. And I, I went on Reddit and was like, dude, this is this is awful. Like, just yeah. So I, I made a post saying this sucks. And um, from there, I was referenced to contact um, Santa Barbara Tenants Union, which I was like kind of hesitant at first because I was like, oh, what are they going to do? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I thought, it, you know, it's just like one of those resources you get where you're just like, are they actually going to do anything or is this just for me to like waste my time with, but I reached out and I got, you know, a response back within hours. And they're like, yes, here's a flyer for you. We are, we have your back. We're going to do this. We will support you. And so from there, um, I want to say it was within a day or two, we went flyering door to door. (laughs) And remember it's, it's 200. And like I said, I think it's roughly 243. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of units to knock doors on. Um, yeah. I I know one of our um, county representatives, Laura Caps, called it the largest eviction in California history, and I've heard others say 
uh, the largest eviction in um, the United States history. I don't I don't know if that's uh, what they're basing that off of, but it's a gigantic eviction. There yeah. are many people here. Um, but yeah, so from there, I just went like door to door knocking. I knew none of my neighbors. I am a hermit. I stay in my <laughs> <Sure>. apartment. <laughs> I keep my curtains closed. I'm like, <laughs> but the only contact um, other like my neighbors make are with my cats just chilling oh. in the windows and stuff. But um, I mean, to, yeah. be, to be fair, neighbor with cat in the window is not the worst rep you can have. <laughs> I mean, yeah, true. But um, <laughs> <laughs> even even then, um, I. Yeah, I, I I didn't even want my cats in the windows. I was I was very very antisocial. I still am, um, but I have opened my mind quite a bit and come out of my shell a little bit. But that's irrelevant. Um, from there, like I said, we went flyering. We went door to door. We found other people that were like, "Oh yeah, this is super messed up. Like we need to fight this." Um, and we by just going door to door, telling people, "Hey." We can fight this eviction. These eviction notices aren't super valid anyway. Um, we were able to get a gigantic group of our neighbors together. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of moved from there. I, I don't know how much further I should explain. There's such a like long timeline of the things that have happened in the past two months. So I don't know where you want me to go from there, but you know, that's at least the beginning of it was just, you know, us flyering, going door to door, getting everyone together, getting everyone in a, in a group chat. And then SBTU truly supporting us and telling us, Hey, here's the next steps that you need to do. This is how you become a, you know, a union, a tennis association for, for your, for yourselves, right. With their full on support. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. 
Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Um, I, okay, so th- there is one thing I wanted to sort of talk about a little bit before we move on, which is, yeah, can you explain what Section 8 is for listeners who don't know? I can explain it based off my knowledge. I, I'm not currently on Section 8, but I know that um, resident many residents here are on Section 8, which I probably couldn't give the best description of it personally, but I know a lot of times it's um, people that are um, very low income or disabled individuals, people that can't work for various reasons, um, get low income housing, meaning they pay maybe, I know some of our residents, for example, pay, um, like they get section eight vouchers that will pay about $2,600 for their rent and their utilities. And then maybe they pay a hundred or 200 because they're unable to get that income otherwise but max might be able to describe it a little bit better than me no that sounds about right i I grew up on section eight with like a single mom and stuff and um she yeah i mean it's it's just subsidized housing it's basically it's what public housing or in some countries social housing would be but in like the 80s like the reagan era like gutted all public housing and so the concession was it's a voucher-based system for the poor like for the for low-income people so um yeah, it's just the government will pay a portion of it. Sam, Sam said it pretty pretty good, I think. Yeah, and and I guess, you know, I, I guess that this is a sort of yeah, an interesting thing about your building is that there's a very there's a very wide range of like sort of different backgrounds of people who are involved. And I was wondering, you know, we could talk a little bit about like what that's been like. Yeah, so um I, I guess I could say we, we have four buildings. So we have, so it's CBC and the sweeps. So um, it stands for Colonial Balboa Cortez sweeps. Um, the sweeps has a lot of students because it rents by the bed. Um, but CBC has a ton of families. And and as we mentioned, you know, section eight and, and lower income. Um, I, I, I want to say, um, I, I had heard from another representative, like a county representative. This is, I think it might have been Laura Caps. Don't quote me on this, but that this is like the lowest, um, one of the lowest income housing um, apartments in Isla Vista. Um, and so there's a ton of like large families. When when this happened, you just people were just crying everywhere, like. They didn't know what to do. This building is, it's not unlike a lot of buildings where you have a pretty diverse kind of, um, I guess, just class composition and, and I'm just like, so, so, you know, if you think there's um, disabled people that have caseworkers, you have monolingual Spanish speaking immigrants, you have 
um, students and you have some students who are sort of like city college students that are working full-time or part-time and they're full-time students. So they're sort of worker students. You, there's like full-time UCSB students whose like parents may be totally loaded or whatever. Um, you have, um, you know, often in immigrant and, and low-income family, families, you have like way more people packed into like a one or yeah. two bedroom than, than you would want, but it's the only way for you to make rent because rent keeps going up every year. Um, so, uh, so there's a lot of that. And so I guess I'll just speak to, um, I mean, I've only, I, you know, I've run into it a bit, like I'm, I'm in the group chats and I've been, I've been to the building like a few times, but I'm not like there every day and I'm not like flyering every day and stuff like Sam is living there. But like one common kind of like difficult, it's like, it's, it's a beautiful thing and it's a difficulty in that like there's, so we need interpreters and like in SBTU we have, we're, we're a sort of self-funded autonomous tenants union, which means we don't get grants from like yeah. wealthy foundations or government, government entities or whatever. So we can kind of more independently make decisions. So, um, but we have like a fair amount of dues money now just from the, the mass membership that we have kind of built. And so we can afford to pay uh, interpreters to come out basically whenever we need. Um, so there's been interpreters there at almost every one of the Saturday meetings. Um, and without that, it would, it would actually just be impossible. I mean, not like, so that's like when there's a language barrier, right. That makes it hard to organize. Um, or it wouldn't be impossible. There's, there's a handful of like bilingual people, but they're usually super busy. It's if, if, if one of them doesn't show up or if the child of a parent, like a teenager of a parent isn't there or whatever, right. Like how do you actually get the info across? So I'll, I'll just speak to lastly on that that it is like it's a really kind of frustrating sad situation and we could probably elaborate on this in that like um the whether it's the lawyers right now who have been hired by by, by core spaces which uh they're a snaky slimy piece of shit evil firm they're called uh tyne taylor fox howard llp um that just if you see any of them on the street just give them dirty looks don't do anything <laughs> violent so use that against me at some point in the inevitable thing that's probably going to happen. Um, but, uh, but they, whether it's them or the landlords directly, there's, there's always a, you know, this is, this happens in labor organizing. It's a divide and conquer strategy. Mm -hmm. So they want to spread misinformation amongst the Latinos or amongst, you know, amongst the families, amongst the disabled, like whoever they can sort of get an ear to, they're going to give them certain kinds of information to make them really afraid. Um, they're going to tell them lies and, and they're going to get people to try to self evict. So I'm, I am jumping a little bit ahead, but like that, that definitely has been like a challenge, um, in that, you know, if there was like a totally like linguistically, culturally monolithic group of a thousand people, it would probably be a little bit easier to keep things like totally unified. But those, um, those demographic difference, differences do present some challenges for sure. Yeah. That, that, that makes it, that makes sense. I mean, we've, we've talked to a couple of other, uh, tense associations that have had to, uh, Actually, well, I mean, this one's actually as annoying as this is like I, I you know, and back when I was doing tennis organizing too, like I've 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 seen I've seen worse in terms of like like in terms in terms of like the number of languages, but it's still like never like an enormously easy thing to sort of have to bridge like I mean just having to bridge linguistic divides too, especially when you're getting yeah, information like misinformation in different languages is a whole thing i could i could talk for like seven hours about the effects this has had on like asian american communities yeah. like chinese american communities in particular yeah um but instead of doing that uh we're gonna we have to take an ad break uh we'll be back after whatever incomprehensible ads are playing <laughs> okay cool great ads buy buy the stuff on the ads
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career and here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. And we're back. I hope the ads were short. I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. There were some great ads. <laughs> I'm going to buy that thing. Whatever oh, it was. Oh, God. It's going to be the Reagan coins again. Uh, we're like one of the casinos. Uh. Okay, so. Um. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess. Um, yeah, you know, okay, okay, we'll, we'll just. Okay, having 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 done a thematic jump, I will now go back to chronological jumps, which is okay. So you 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 have you starting this organizing. What what starts to happen after you're starting to get people together and you have the tenants uh, the Santa Barbara Tenants Union involved? Yeah, so it started from flyering, getting everyone just like a basic, letting them know that they don't have to move. That this eviction is. So this eviction's bullshit, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, but by, by the by the way, we didn't. We were never giving legal advice that people shouldn't move. Uh, it was if you don't want to, you don't have to because exactly. there's certain Ill- illegitimacies. Just because I know that the the slimy piece of human fucking garbage fire trash <laughs> lawyers are going to be listening to this and trying to use us again, use it against us. But anyway, and, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No. Thank you for the correction. That is entirely. Yeah. They don't have to if they don't want to basically but uh yeah so after we 
did the flyering. We, um, Santa Barbara Tenants Union set us up with some group chats and we just worked together from there. We um, just started talking to one another. And I think it was, um, it was a, a new situation for most of us. A, a lot of, I mentioned this before, but a lot of us didn't talk to each other before. We didn't yeah. go out of our apartments. Um, which I think is kind of normal nowadays. It's not like, you know, the sixties where like, oh, everyone has a house and knows their neighbors and stuff. No, people kind of keep to themselves, especially in really large apartment yeah. complexes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we, we just started going in the group chat and then someone was like, Hey, I can do this. Another person was, Hey, I can do this. And then eventually we set up, um, a group meeting where we could all come together and, um, basically share our our feelings our emotions our pain about this but also um find a way to like fight against it so what we learned was which we fully learned from the Santa Barbara Tenants Union was oh if we go in front of the county board we can convince them we can share our stories we can share our pain and we can tell them hey we need the law to change we can pass something we can use our voices to stop this from not only happening to us but but future residents so so from there it was really in the early stages we um i don't know if this is jumping ahead honestly my my brain is a little <laughs> foggy right there's so much that's happened yeah. so quickly <laughs> no worries yeah. yeah but yeah. i i do know the next biggest step was us coming in front of the um of the uh, santa barbara county supervisors board of supervisors yeah. and yeah. telling our stories and sharing that um, I think Max could probably also yeah. share a little bit. Yeah, I have. So like the dates in my head are like, you know, the fi- March 15th, they bought the building. March 16th, they issued the notices. And then April mm-hmm. 6th, which is like three weeks from that, they passed the new law. So that means, I mean, that that's like three, yeah, a three week period from uh, the notices to like having, I think, at least a couple meetings with like dozens of people, I don't know, 30 to 50 plus people yeah. there. And then like, forming, you know, deciding to form the association and voting to call. I, I don't remember exactly if the vote to call it Core Spaces Tenant Association was before that, the county meeting or after, but, um, and then there also, because there's, there's also two like pretty crazy facts here too, where like about, for, so six weeks before Core Spaces announced a new ownership, um, all of us in, in SBTU had sort of, um, We'd heard so many stories on the Santa Barbara City level, and Santa Barbara City is not the county, right? The county is like this larger geographical entity, and the, and Santa Barbara City is within the county. But on the city level, we've been hearing so many um, really terrible stories about people being rent evicted, and um, and we just decided to kind of like throw people at, like, yo, go to go to public comment, tell the city about what they're doing, tell them they need to pass a ban on rent evictions. Um, we had like a big rally in front of uh, city council and we were just going week after week. And after about six weeks of this, like four to six weeks, I forget the exact timeline, we got the city to pass. Um, it wasn't a ban on renovations, but it was an amendment to their, what's called like their just cause ordinance, which makes it a lot harder for landlords to, to renovate. And that now that they have to get permits first, they have to, they have to provide, uh, put the permits in the renovation notices when they're going to do it. They need to 
Um, there's some language that says that it, it needs to be done in good faith, which, which is like really subtle, but potentially really important because if your reason is that you just want to, um, trigger what's called vacancy decontrol, which is like kicking people out so you can jack the rent over the 10% limit in California. Um, like, like right now a landlord can raise the rent about 10% every year. Um, if just cut, just cause they want to. Um, but if you can get people out of the unit, you can raise it to whatever you want. So on the city level, it was this, it was a really big deal. We had just won it and we were like pretty exhausted from it. We were like, shit, that was a lot of work. And we won really quickly. And everybody around us that's been doing stuff for a while was like, we don't know how you guys did that shit so fast. That was really amazing. And then like, I think it was like the week, like within a couple of days of us, like celebrating that win, core spaces, <laughs> the core spaces oh, thing no. happened. Yep. But this is count, but this is county jurisdiction. So we were like, okay, I guess we got to go from city to county. We got to get the county to do the same fucking thing. Um, so we were already really fucking exhausted. Like we were, there was like yeah. a sprint, 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 like every week. So the reason I'm bringing this up is it just felt like natural for us to just like, and we don't like tell people what to do. Like not to, I'm not like correcting you, Sam, but when it's like, okay, do this, do this, do this. It's sort of like, we ourselves are just tenants. We're not paid staff. We're not like, highly trained like nonprofit staffers or something like that, that, that think we know everything. We're just tenants ourselves that are in the struggle, just like everyone else. And we're trying to gain information, share information and become collectively smarter, more experienced and better at handling this shit together. And so we were like, Hey, we just won some shit on the city level. If you guys throw all of, all of you, which is like a lot of you straight <laughs> to those County meetings and, and the County meetings um, are every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Um, and they go back and forth every week between Santa Barbara and Santa Maria. Santa Maria is like an hour to hour and a half drive from <laughs> where they live. So that's like pretty unrealistic for most people to not yeah. only get work off and stuff like that, but like that upcoming Tuesday from that meeting, we had that Saturday, they just happened to be in Santa Barbara, which is more like a 10, 15 minute drive, <laughs> like down the street. So we're like, okay, there's the fucking meeting. Like we want to try to get people there. And so the, um, you know, the, the news, there, it was like hot off the presses for a week or two. There was all these articles um, on, on the crisis. And then so that Tuesday morning, all of them going and hitting the public comment, hitting the mic. And, and, and I should say, like public comment is typically anybody who's like gone to the public comment at a city or county, like a government meeting. There's usually one or two people that are just like really weird. Like they are, yeah. they're like, human on, they're like human on people or yeah. they are like. Or like they're like the the next door Karen person that's complaining about like I don't know some stupid stupid shit that nobody gives a fuck about. But like sometimes that person actually gets something changed because they actually complain over and over again. Um, and then there's actual agenda items on the, in these government meetings. Um, and and having this many people like totally flood a public comment just for one issue as if it's on the agenda is like it's kind of jaw dropping, right? So. People just went so crazy with it. People got uh, off of work. There were monolingual Spanish speakers that just spoke in Spanish. And there's a live interpreter that they legally have to have at the county meeting. So on Wednesday, um, the county supervisors called an emergency meeting for Thursday. And on Thursday, they passed the emergency just cause ordinance, which was just basically copy pasting the city ordinance that we had just won after the six week like marathon. So Wow. I don't know if you, if you caught all that, but like, that's how, from yeah, our perspective, is. it's like, we don't, we don't live in the building. We just like, we just try to make shit happen. Like it was insane of like how quickly 
because it took us about six weeks for the city thing, which was still like everyone told us like that's rapid fire laws don't get changed that quickly. And this was like two weeks or some shit. Yeah, I, I was I was stunned by this when I was reading about this. Like this is one of the fastest like this is one of the fastest campaigns I've ever seen. Like I've yeah. I don't know, like I, I we've we've run into like Chicago City Council before, for example, and they oh boy, those people are <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I, I yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was a really impressive campaign that y'all were able to pull off. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and this narrative is if we wanted to like really make this in a curated way, we could probably have like hopeful we could have inspirational background music, then we could have like horror music, <laughs> we could have because I mean, I don't know, Sam, if you want to take it from that, but there has also been some very dark turns since that. Yeah. Um, like very dark, depressing, scary turns. Because the minute, well, I'll just, I guess I'll just say it. And if we want to go deeper into it, we can, or if we can skip it. But like, as soon as we were really excited, like, okay, they can't, like what we just did makes it illegal for them to evict everyone. Like for now, because they don't have permits and, oh, yeah. oh, and this is, this is actually a really like important kind of legal fact is that um, what that, what the law said was that um, this notice applies to um any current notices uh, posted to tenant stores like after the state, as well as unlawful detainers. Unlawful detainer is a fancy term for an eviction lawsuit. So, um, so basically, like any eviction lawsuit that Core Spaces would try to um, file against any of the 250 plus um, people would be, uh, they would just be tossed out in court because they're just like you, you know, a, a, an eviction defense attorney would just point to the law and be like, the new law says you have to do X, Y, and Z. And they didn't. They'd be like, yeah, you're right. Um, it's just very, there's nothing ambiguous. It's not, it's not a gray area. It's not like you can interpret it this or that way. It's just not, you can't, you can't, there's no like, there's no like the other side would say like, well, what about this and this? There's no, well, there's no other thing, but immediately, like almost immediately within like a week or something, the other side started countering with like insane propaganda, like, like disinformation, um, Mm. which I guess I'm kind of taking up a lot of space now, but Sam, I don't know if you want to, because you're actually there with all the people <laughs> having being force fed the, the the disinformation by 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 Tyne Taylor, Fox Howard LLP, and Core Spaces, uh, vertic- vertically integrated private equity piece of shit firm. <laughs> uh, yeah. <sighs> so the emergency ordinance passed, and we all. We're like, yay, this is great. We we have protections, but then um yeah, that law firm decided to well that and management actually. I think prior to the the law firm's notices on our door, management went around being like, right, like, right. come pick up your checks. These aren't, you know, like you need you need to go take your checks, you need to sign that you're leaving, etc. And when that notice from the um the Tyne law firm came signed by Lacey Taylor. It Lacey Taylor, reporter to the bar. It basically said this doesn't apply to you. And if you I mean, okay, this is my interpretation of it. Um, when I read it as a just, you know, random human being, not a law major or anything, um, it sounded like they would take our relocation checks and or charge us more money if we fought back. That's the way it was phrased. Granted, I know it was like law jargon, but it was made to almost 
like in, in my opinion, harass us. Like it felt like, oh, everything the core spaces tennis association and SPTU is saying is is a lie. This is the truth. If you want to join them and be with them, well, you might not get your relocation assistance check and or we might charge you more from that. Um, at least with that specific notice, it was super confusing. And, you know, it most people here don't have law degrees. They don't they don't know the law. On top of that, you know, the the law firm intentionally left out the last part of the ordinance. They said, hey, this doesn't apply to you because the eviction notices were were um issued before this but it left right. out the unlawful detainer part yeah mm, so that is, like, it was it's it's lying by oof. omission right yeah it, yeah it's like I, I wish i had a good like movie example or something but like we've all seen this kind of thing right it's like you tell the person everything and then you kind of black out the last part of the sentence so that um or i don't know i wish i wish there was like an obvious movie thing to be like look at what the villain did so the person would like make the wrong choice like go down the wrong path in the forest or some shit right like so they'd get attacked like like that's what it is that's what they did that was that was um, exactly what they did they literally quoted the new ordinance and then cut off the second half and put dot 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 <laughs> which was the part I mean, that implying, i was doing implying something else is there right i mean maybe oh. maybe some maybe some english major was like oh i wonder what's in that dot 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 like what's the rest <laughs> of the quote but that's the thing. That's the thing about like using abusing their power as lawyers yeah. with their like fancy letterhead and all this shit of knowing. And this goes back to like this this kind of diversity of, of class composition, right? If this is a bunch of like super highly educated uh, professionals, like either with law degrees or or whatever, they'd be like, oh, I'm just gonna jump onto the county. You know, I'm gonna like look up the ordinance and be like, oh, it's ordinance five one whatever, and I'm gonna read through it and be like, aha, they left out the unlawful detainer. But like. How, my guess is almost zero of the tenants who received those notices did that. And that was, that was the law firm. That was, that was Tyne and Taylor and Fox and Howard and whoever the fuck else is, is involved in their, in their, you know, fraudulent joke of a firm. Um, their, their whole thing was they wanted to scare people to, to get them, get them to self evict. Right. So if you think about like the logistics of like, like, okay, let's say you're in a, you're a landlord firm that works for landlords and you, you evict people, um, and you get paid a lot of money to do so. Right. So you get paid some retainer amount. Um, that's like, I don't know, tens of thousands or more just for, just for like being on a call to do stuff for them. And then, and then maybe you get paid other amounts. Um, you, you're looking at, you're looking at a situation like this and you're like, okay, 250 units. And then there's, somewhere between 500 and a thousand people. And like, you know, you don't need to evict the little kids, but like, you need to evict like every like person on the lease. Like that's a lot of unlawful detainers. Like that's a lot of filing that we're going to have to do. Meaning yeah. we're going to have to like get every single name and every single lease. And we're going to have to like every individual uh, person on every lease, we're going to have to file an eviction lawsuit in the court that we know is going to get tossed out. Like that's so much fucking work for us to do. We don't want to do all that work. That's insane, right? Like we we want to kind of just eat this retainer money and do like minimal work, like because we also don't have it's a four it's a four person law firm and they probably have some legal assistance, but like do they really have the capacity to do something of that scale? Like this little slimy garbage trash fire of a fucking firm? Of course not. But their strategy was was to, to was to scare people through lying, 
with abusing their power as much as possible to empty out that building so that there'd be no need to file um, eviction lawsuits um, and and do the bidding of their uh, of core spaces without uh, going to court, knowing that they would lose, right? So that's anybody listening, by the way, this is not like, this actually isn't about core spaces or the time law firm. Like this is just a strategic set of like of methodology for an industry that views human beings as obstacles to profit in, 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 in a hyper commodified real estate, you know, capitalist market. Like that's all this is. We're just describing like a, like a normal process that's happening at this point. Yeah. And, and yeah. You know, something, something we've talked about in other, uh, like, uh, tenant struggles is that, I mean, one of the things that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to use this specific law firm of doing this, but there's something we've seen in other places. is like, you know, you'll get landlords who will just fire, who just file like mass file, just illegal evictions. And they yeah. do it because, you know, okay. So if they get caught, like nothing happens to them. Right. Like, but if they don't get caught, you know, this, this is an enormous number of people who you could just throw out and not have to go through any kind of legal process with. And so, yeah, these like, right. you know, it, it, like it's like the, this, this goes back to the, the old, the old sort of capitalism problem, right. Which is like the easiest way to make money is just by taking it from someone. And the second easiest way is by is in, you know, like, like the, the, the one that's even easier than that is you is you lie to them and trick them into getting either trick them or intimidate them into giving you the money without having to, like, actually fight them. And, yeah, it's, you know, what they're doing yeah. here. It is legal terrorism. Yeah. And I uh, I, re I reported uh, Lacey Taylor to the bar. I don't know, Lacey, because I'm sure you're listening to this. If you if they even notified you, but um, it was it was a bit frustrating because they were just like yeah, this isn't really like, we can't really do anything about this. Uh, it has to be a matter that's settled in civil court. And um, so it's definitely frustrating. So it's like, no, like this is just straight up lying. This is not like an interpretation of the law. But I do think like this is, as a side note, like this is the issue with, you can have um, like evil ass people who are trying to make people homeless in order to re-tenant. That's the kind of language that these, these firms use. The word is re-tenanting the building. Um, we're just retenanting, right? Like that's, that's the sort of real estate capitalist law firm God, that's so or, awful. Or, or that's the industry like language, right? Um, that like, there's just, there, we got lawyers for that, right? Like we have a thing we want to do and this is just the wild west and we just want to make a lot of money. And we just have like stacks of lawyers just on deck that will just pay to do this. And then you even have like these state bar associations that are like, well, yeah, that's just how it is, man. Probably most likely. Cause like on the side of real estate, I, I, my guess I'm like making up this number. The eighty percent of the lawyers working in real estate are on the side of, of landlords, and then maybe twenty percent, probably way less than twenty. Yeah, I was, like, that's like that seems high <laughs> on the side of tenants, right? And then some of the landlord tenants sometimes will help tenants, right? So they can like brag at, at their little wine and cheese things, like oh, I help the people or whatever, and I donate to charities or some garbage. Um, but they, at the end of the day, they're they're just they're happy to make people die of starvation on the street so that somebody else can make a shit ton of money. Yeah. This has been Nick Happen here. Join us tomorrow for part two of this interview in which the landlords do more bullshit. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.